Welcome to Life Talk, a series of thought-provoking podcasts specifically developed to thoroughly enrapture, dynamically expand, and potentially enrich your life by challenging your heart. And now, here's Craig. You know, the world is um, spinning out of control in ways that we once felt would only be experienced through through fiction that would be penned by authors and portrayed by various screenwriters. The, the impossible, the absurd, the irresponsible, the irrational, and, all, and the improbable were certainly the stuff of intrigue and the stuff that made for a great book or a great movie, but it was not so much the stuff of reality. And yet today, we seem to be watching life become what we were convinced it could never become. We, we've watched lines crossed that we thought we had sufficient restraint never, ever to cross. We, we sit in numbed stupor as the morals that held a, the line against a, this deep darkness are, are now negatively portrayed as impeding and advancing culture in, instead of being respected as shielding us from this advancing darkness. And in watching a culture spiral, we feel helpless to restrain it from becoming anything else other than what it's becoming. And, and as we sit and we watch these things play themselves out, we end up deferring them to, to various leaders who sit somewhere and rigorously pen legislative initiatives that tout the ability to, to restore an element of sanity by leveraging the weight of law. We, we hope that military power will will take the precarious state of this world that we live in and hold everything in check through the assemblage of arms and military might. You know, we, we want to believe that the really rather syrupy platitudes that are pounded out on podiums of all kinds might actually hold within that discourse some life-changing nuggets that might actually make everything different. Or we want to believe that enough wealth will purchase the stability we can't create on our own, at least, or keep the bad at bay. And, you know, time and again, the, these empty tactics and these terribly typecast efforts drift off into the, really, the foggy backwaters of disappointment, leaving us sitting in, in a failed position leaving us with confusion, leaving us disillusioned, leaving us with a rapidly accelerating hopelessness and likely a worsening situation. And subsequently, then we we find ourselves standing before a world collapsing, doing little more than waiting for it to collapse upon us. In in, in In this accelerating chaos and this bewildering tumult that we're dealing with, you know, have we taken the time to consider the change it really doesn't begin out there anyway. Are we willing to entertain the distinct and, and really rather painful possibility that we as individuals, that we have become complacent and that we've deferred to others the responsibility of building the kind of world that we all prefer to live in? And really, if there's any criticism to be leveled regarding the current state of affairs, have we considered that really it might be more appropriate to direct that criticism at ourselves rather than the people and the institutions that, that we have created to do our work for us. I, you know, I think we'd be wise to realize that transformational change typically doesn't begin with leaders or legislation or military power or platitudes or wealth. 
those things really contain and manage and coerce, but they typically don't transform. And that's really different. Management is not transformation. Although it's often heralded as being such, management's not transformation. Rather, it's containment. Containment coerces change, but it it doesn't cultivate it. And unless change is cultivated by things that embrace and represent the essence of our shared humanity, it will never be authentic change at all, ever. We'd also be quite wise to understand that people or institutions really have no ability to transform if they themselves are in need of transformation. And as we look at the the landscape of our culture out there, the very things that we look to to transform our culture are in desperate need of transformation themselves. Yet, we sit waiting for them to, to do for the culture the very thing that they cannot do for themselves. And in the waiting, in all this waiting, we become increasingly jaded and venomously angry because of the rather really ridiculous notion that individuals and entities that can't transform themselves should somehow be able to to transform a culture that is in desperate need of transformation itself. And you know, I think in the end, the change rests with us. The world, if you think about it, is made up of what? Of people. It would be really more than reasonable to assume that if we transform people, we then transform the world. And the best thing to transform people are other people. And in a world becoming increasingly disconnected and polarized, it seems that we fail to recognize that you and I, both of us, all of us are people, and that everyone else around us are people in just as much the same way as we are. And because we are people, next to God, we're the greatest change agent that the world has ever known. And because that's the case, we've got to personally embody all of the things that we want our world to be. We must, we must both embrace and then, and then simultaneously exude the qualities and characteristics that we want to see in the world around us. When we, when we read the headlines or we scan social media or we watch the movements of government and industry, what we want to see them do is what we need to be. The thing or the characteristics or the attributes we want them to possess, we must possess those things. And so to do that, we, we really, and this is where it gets hard, need to take a blunt and, and, and rather careful stock of who we are to make certain that we're not, or we've not become the world, that is, that, that we criticize. You know, far too often we possess and then we end up acting out the very qualities that we despise in others. The, the, truly, the utterly irrevocable criteria that we've got to embrace if we're to change the world is that to change the world, we must first change ourselves. And in engaging in a process of, of really this magnitude, what we quickly discover is that changing the world is a whole lot easier than changing ourselves. You know, secondly, we, we would be wise to understand that changing the world involves the incorporation of core attributes, really, and, and key values without which any change at all, regardless of how grand it is, will die a certain death. And so this foundational change within ourselves must, it must be one where we fearlessly adhere to, to timeless morals and values that demand that, that we do the right thing regardless of the cost incurred in doing that or the criticism we, we might suffer for doing that. 
we, we've got to abide by the, the, a truly bold set of ethics that demand that we do no harm and, and that we intentionally leave every situation better than the way we found it. We, we've got to realize that of ourselves, our reach barely reaches outside of ourselves. But when we partner with God, our reach is no longer defined by the length of who we are. Look, bold ideas and these whimsical visions and warm gestures cannot be sustained. They cannot be sustained without the development of these core values and the adherence to them. Third, we, we then need to aggressively and thoroughly cultivate those characteristics within us until they, they usurp and completely commandeer the very essence of our being. They, they take us over and they become us. Look at you think about it to transform we must first be transformed or certainly be in the process of transforming and when we bring this transformation in contact with the people around us the the universally shared nature of our humanity is certain to to be stimulated and elicit these very changes in their lives as well you know we may not have access to institutions or we're not the ones penning penning the legislation and we don't possess the military power or are part of it maybe uh, we're not involved in the writing of platitudes and we may not have a lot of wealth you know we may not, not have all that stuff but here's what we do have every single one of us has access to people lots of people and if each one of us touches one person each day and, and if that touch is undergirded by a renewed set of morals restored and if if it's unashamedly guided by a bold collection of ethics and if all that's given over to God, we need not worry about the state of the culture because in those very actions of touching those very lives, we are dramatically and even radically transforming the state of the culture itself. And despite all that has failed us, in the end, we now have the distinct possibility, truly, the distinct possibility of creating the very world that we all desperately yearn for. And so to change a nation, to change a community, to change a family, you know what? All that begins with us. And I would encourage you to think about that today, to really incorporate that today and make it a, a, a great day by virtue of the fact you're doing that, not only for you, but for the, your family, your community, and our nation. Thank you for joining us for Life Talk. For further information or additional resources, please visit www.craiglpc.com.